What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. Are you ready to start the show? Yeah. Are you sure? It's party time. Yeah? Are Excellent. You, re- you ready to, to tickle some earballs? Oh, no. I am ready to tickle some fear balls. Some fear balls? Some fear balls. <laughs> You're going to tickle some fear balls? Some some. Black, puffy black, little fear balls. Black? Why are they black? Uh, I don't know. For some reason, when I thought of fear balls, I thought of Chief, my old cat, before he got neutered. He had like fluffy the little cutest balls. little fluffy. They look like little black dyed fluffy <laughs> cotton balls. And they were so cute. And so when I thought of fear balls, and we're we're such good friends with fear by now. Oh, gotcha. Um, they're fluffy little fear balls. They're fluffy little fear balls. All righty then. Well, welcome back, Feardos. We are the Some of All Fear podcast, uh, the show that talks about real life phobias from a mental health perspective and then pairs those fears with horror movies that prey on them. Uh, I'm Drew a writer and horror nerd. And this is my super awesome wife, Chris, a professional mental health therapist. Oh, Hey. Yeah. So you know what else, Chris? A what? I heard that we're being called the Gomez and Morticia Adams of podcasting. You oh, like that? You think that's true? Monsha. Yeah. Yes. You know, Gomez would say when we were together, darling, every night is Halloween. Oh, can we have that on our gravestones? That'd be rad. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fun week. Not bad. Yeah, stuff it, was, done. it was it was a fine week. Yeah, we went and saw uh we went and saw Jesse Dayton and the Blasters. Um, Jesse Dayton was so much fun. It was a really good show. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And both those guys have horror movie ties, which is cool because Jesse Dayton was in uh was on the soundtracks of a, a couple of Rob Zombie movies. Um and he was like a, a character um in Halloween three? Halloween two. Oh, two. Yeah. Um Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures was the band, and they played a bunch um, in the movie. Which Captain Clegg is a reference to Rob Zombie's Captain Clegg? Wait, no, no, Jesse Dayton is Captain Clegg. That's what I'm saying. Is that a reference to Rob Zombie's? Mm, Rob Zombie's what? Isn't the clown named... No, you're talking about Spaulding? Spal- Captain Spaulding. Why did I think that? <laughs> well, Captain. I, I yeah, can see. maybe. I can yeah, see the correlation. The just fell apart. No, Captain Sorry. Spaulding was the clown from... Uh, from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and and Devil's Rejects. That's and, my dementia yeah, setting. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk some clowns today. Are you excited? I'm very. excited. I am really pumped this about is this a episode. Fun topic and so fun that I'm, we're gonna do it twice. We're gonna do it twice. We're gonna do a part one and a part two because we could not cover this this fear in one episode. It's so nice. I'm we're still studying do it I'm, twice. I'm still reading. Uh, reading stuff on it and watching movies. So I haven't even, I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface yet. No, and, and here we are. And we haven't scratched the surface on weird uh, clown thrift store finds yet either. Oh man. I found like the creepiest, most pedophilic uh, bell. Gacy would have loved it. It was creepy. It was just like this clown. Like I know it was supposed to be sweet because the clown's like, like, you know, hugging this little kid and like wiping away his tears, but it looked so creepy. I, yeah, I did not no. like it. But I also found two clowns uh, that that were music boxes that you wind up that are like little dolls. Those were creepy. Those and then the movie that we watched had those in it. Remember? That's right. 
Or wait, yeah. no, not the movie. Uh, American Horror Story Freak Show. Yes. Yeah, he we wound those up. We rewatched uh, American <sighs> Horror Story Freak Show yesterday a little so, bit. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. And he and, and Twisty wound up one of the uh, a clown yep. all like Oh, uh, it was gnarly. Yeah. So um, clowns are going to be fun. I'm it's excited. so much fun. To, stay tuned, folks. It's going to get crazy up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yes. No? <laughs> I'm just looking at you. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> oh so good week did you have a good week yeah i did how how was your week not bad not bad i did my own self-help program i know i really enjoyed watching i'm trying i'm really trying since i since i've been i've been out of work so i've been kind of you know it's it's hard to get yourself motivated every day and so i'm i'm trying this thing that i did i did successfully a couple of times this week three days um which was it's i'm calling it one thing a day and i'm just trying to do one like one physical thing, like go for a, like a long walk, do one like, uh, you know, family thing, you know, or, or do one professional thing. That way I don't get overwhelmed and try to do too much and just do one thing like really well. So, right. and it worked pretty well. Small bites for, yeah. Yeah, for three days. Yeah. Not bad. And then we went and saw Jesse Daniel Jesse and then Dayton. we took off the, or Jesse Daniel's, I say Daniel because well, he's the other country singer. Right. He's good too. Um, then we went and saw Jesse Dayton and then he took Thursday off. Yeah. I took Thursday off cause I was hungover, And then so Thursday was, was useless. And then Friday I did a couple of little things, um, but was also fairly useless and then decided to go out last night until two 30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> and philosophize. Yeah. And, and, and see my buddy, my buddy, Billy, who's, who's he's always gone for work for weeks at a time. So I don't see him very often. So, but we also saw, or not we, you also saw Nikki and Nikki, uh, she has a birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Nikki. Nikki has a birthday this weekend. Her birthday Sunday. I did not know that. Oh my gosh. I saw her last yes. night. I didn't wish her a happy birthday. Well, well happy, happy birthday, birthday Nikki, Nikki Knuckles. Oh, Nikki Knucks. Yeah. I love that woman. She's amazing. And she listens to the podcast. Oh, thanks for being a Fierdo, Nikki. The best Fierdo. Yeah. And she's a great bartender and she's great to go sit and talk horror movies with. And she loves dogs. And speaking of dogs, uh, I actually had kind of a nervous breakdown this week about my dog Atlas, uh, who's been limping on her leg a little bit, but lately it's been a little bit more. And I've been honestly, uh, too scared to take her in because I just kind of didn't want to face what might be wrong. Um, and but you did. I know I did. Face your fears, right? And we got great news. It wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it was. It, it wasn't, wasn't a tear. It wasn't an yeah, ACL tear like she Not thought. Not going to be crazy expensive. Well, I don't know how expensive it's going to be. But, but not as expensive as it would right. have been. And, it's, and the thing that she actually has is called a joint mouse. So it's kind of a cute name is what the doctor said. She's like, no, okay. It's kind of a cute name. She has a joint mouse. And basically it's like a a little piece of cartilage or maybe bone from an injury a while back that has broken off and is floating in the joint um, and then accumulates um, calcium Calcium. on it and then kind of irritates the surrounding tissue and causes inflammation and causes pain. Um, so, you know, two weeks of pretty strict rest for an Aussie shepherd is going to be, yeah, cause they like to run around and do crazy stuff. And one of those weeks I'm in Seattle, so that's going to be all on you. Thank you. Ah, she'll be fine. <laughs> but that was, that was a great piece of my Friday. Yeah. We got good news in that. That was awesome. So that has been our week. I think mostly it's and kind of I a recap. Spent, you, you went last out last night and I spent the night at home, uh, watching, Season, what is it, three or Freak four? Show? Freak show. Freak show. Season of American. I think it's three or, yeah, three or four. 
of American Horror Story and doing my research and kind of introverting all night. You're good at that. With my dog. That's your favorite thing to do. I have gotten really good at introverting. Thank yeah. you. We may go float the river today. I'm excited. It's a really nice day. It's We're going to float, float the Truckee River with some tubes. Oh, it's beautiful. I like it. No one come to Reno. It's awful here. Well, that's enough boring you with our lives. Boring um, holes. If you like the show, guys, if you've been listening and you enjoy it and you like hearing us ramble on about these things, uh, we would love to get to know you on social media. Um, so come join us. Come join the conversation at Some of All Fear Podcast on Facebook and at Some of All Fear Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if the spirit moves you, you can support us on Patreon. Hallelujah. Um, like our awesome Feardo friends, James from the Eek Channel podcast. Go check it out. Um, Follow their pages because they have really fun uh, social media pages. Yeah, they do a great job on their on their Instagram for sure. Um, and I think they finally started a Twitter because uh, I was talking to him about starting a Twitter. I'm not a twatter, yeah. but I know they're frequently on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. And our other Patreon, Toby from McKinney, Texas, so we thank you. And What's up, of, Toby? Of course, please go to your podcast apps, guys, and give us a rating and review, and we will give you a shout-out um, on the show. And if anybody wants some stickers, anybody at all, just shoot us a message that with your too. address, and we will send you some. Yeah, we'll yeah. totally, we'll pay for it. We'll I got just, a bunch of them, so. We'll send them over. Get them out there. Yeah. In the world. One says, one's kind of cool. It's like, it's like kind of thin and says, I'm a feardo. And the other one just has like our logo. The creepy shadow in the background. Cool, cool. Well, let's dive into what the fear so we can get our move on into our topic today because I am pumped to talk some creepy clowns, man. You're an eager beaver. I am. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite horror things. I do really love clowns. I'm getting more I, I'm into it. I'm not scared it. of them. I really like them. I, I think, think they're super fun. They're fucking creepy. Yeah, they're rad. Um so you ready? Yeah. All right. It's time for the world's greatest phobia-based trivia game. What the fear? You say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay, you have to say it like that. Yeah, instead of my scat, it was a yeah the yeah the, the circus noise to the circus. I like it. Very appropriate. Thank you. Very episode appropriate, Chris. Mm, I practiced that all week. Well done. Well done. Well, it's time for what the fear, folks. The trivia game that uh, we you know where we talk about phobia and uh, give you some hints. Give you the name, and then you have to guess what the phobia is of. And folks, if you scream loud enough, I can hear you yeah. through time and space. Yeah, like the price is right. Mm -hmm. like, but like but one through dollar, time and space. One dollar, two two thousand four hundred sixteen dollars, <laughs> and and then the guy picks a dollar and, and one cent. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> hey, I was out late last night. All right, I'm I'm a, I'm a tad bit not all there. Let's talk about whose responsibility and who's... it was my responsibility i'm not claiming anybody else is responsible for my actions chris i'm just saying <laughs> if things go off the rails a slight bit today that's my excuse okay it's my excuse not saying i'm not responsible so that's your excuse, excuse for sucking it's my excuse for sucking yes yeah I, you should be wearing your try not to suck shirt. you know what try not to suck with these words all right because you're gonna <laughs> suck it right here Oh, <laughs> that uh, was last episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for, um, are you ready for your word? Yeah. All right. It's terraphobia. 
P-T-E-R-I-D-O, phobia. Terraphobia. Teradophobia. Sorry. Teradophobia. See? Already starting. Teradophobia? Teradophobia. Teradophobia. Okay. What's my hint? All right. Your hint is, if you had this phobia, you'd really have a hard time roaming the earth 145 million years ago. Well, these plants were everywhere. These plants were everywhere? These plants were everywhere. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were going to say pterodactyl, weren't you? No, I was like going to say birds. Birds? Um, but That would be incorrect. I know. Is that your, is that your guess? No. Damn it. I said I was gonna. Whatever. It's on tape. Whatever. Um, so. Just give me an answer. Plants. Then, nerd. Nerd glasses. She's wearing the biggest nerd glasses right now. You love it. Big old giant nerd glasses. These are my blue blocky She's glasses. like the before of like, she's all that. Where like they take the glasses off and then they let the hair down. It's I like, take a oh, lot of pride in that because if you see this every day <laughs> and like I go out like this in public, when you see me done up, it is majestic. Majestic. Like it looks amazing. <laughs> so, you know, I, I like to call that the the difference gap. All right. Give me a give me a give me a guess here. All right. Pteridophobia. Uh, Pteridophobia. And you said something about plants. Yes. If you had this phobia, you'd really have a hard time roaming the earth 145 million years ago. These plants were everywhere. These plants. I know nothing of plants. Uh, you know a lot about plants. You have plants everywhere. We just went to the nursery yesterday. I have plants from the nursery that I went, those are pretty. And I barely know how to take care of them. And I'm proud they're still alive, which is yeah. why I keep getting more. I'm sure there were some of these plants there. Fear of orchids. Ooh. Or, tu- or not tulips. What do I have over there? Those are flowers. Yeah. Incorrect. I don't know. Uh, the fear of ferns. A fern. Ferns. I only have one fern in the house, and it's the hardest one to keep alive. It's the fear of ferns. And, I, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm interested to know if it has something to do with, like, the 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 little tiny way that, like, the... The, the symmetry? Yeah, something about that. Like, almost like trypophobia. Um, I'd be curious to see if that's part of the reason why there's a fear of, of ferns. Because other than that, I don't know. Oh, excuse why me. Why do you keep burping? I'm burping because I I had <laughs> I had chili quiles for breakfast, chili quiles and a burrito and a breakfast burrito, and I went out drinking last night. All right, that's why. I'm Lord, you're such a hot. Mess I am a mess. Today. All right, I am a mess. So, whatever bodily functions occur during this episode, I am not responsible for. I'm glad I'm, that I'm now, chair's leather. I know shirking my responsibility on jalapenos too across the street. <laughs> oh. This podcast sponsored to you by brought, brought to you by jalapenos too, the best Mexican food in Reno and the second best runs. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your second one? Absolutely. All right. Oh, for one. Oh, for one. My hints are getting more challenging. Yeah. All right. Uh, koinonophobia. Koinonophobia. K-O-I-N-O-N-I phobia. Koinonophobia. Okay. A tour of the Winchester house might send a coinonophobic into major panic attack mode since there are 160 of these in the house. Fear of doors. Ooh, close, but wrong. Damn. Fear of rooms. Oh. There's 160 rooms in the Winchester house and coinonophobia is the fear of rooms, which is very, do they not go into anywhere? Because isn't like... 
doesn't a room like any place that you're inside? Maybe it's fear of multiple, like many rooms. It's, it's just says fear of rooms. I don't know. That's the phobia. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. That was a good clue. Yeah. The Winchester house has a lot of I those. was thinking it was doors. I've never been there. I want to go. I was thinking it was doors because there are doors that lead to nowhere. Um, and that there are, I, I thought mean, you might say staircases. I almost they did, have those but weird then I, little short staircases. I almost did, but then I was like, no, I know there's not that many staircases. All right. Oh, for two. Mm. Some nerd glasses aren't going to help you now. Hold on. I'm sparkling their magical powers. <laughs> no, just she was, getting the smudge she was out literally of it. getting the smudge out and putting them back on. Okay. Put them back on slow, slower though. Bite Come the on. corner a little bit. There you go. Arr. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, your third and final fear today is lochiophobia. Lochiophobia, L-O-C-K-I-O, phobia. Okay. Uh, it might not be too difficult to understand why this would be a fear, especially when you hear there can be tearing involved. Luckily, if you're a guy, you won't have to worry about it. Oh... Do I have this? Uh, yes. Yes, you do. This is the fear of giving birth. The fear of childbirth. Very, very, <laughs> very good. You bitch. Yep. The oh, fear of when you said it, I immediately recoiled. Like if I had, <laughs> if I was a man and had balls, they would have gone back up into my body and my, my body was like, your, your vagina balls went up into your my body. My vagina balls. Got really afraid. <laughs> Lockyophobic you are. Yep. Yeah, no, um, I, I commend. I don't know why every, I said that like Yoda, but <laughs> lachiophobic you are. I I commend every single woman out there that has gone through any sort of childbearing or or birthing birthing of any kind. You are superhuman. It's a hell of a process, man. And no, I am no good for it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I remember where this comes from too. Freshman year of high school, health class. Our health teacher literally played the birthing video it was like 10 minutes long and for the like, entire nope, 50 nope, minutes nope, 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 50, nope. no he played it on repeat oh. for the entire 50 minute period effective y'all abstinence education effective <laughs> no uh, yeah. no way after that all right well let's let's dive fucking head first into this amazing Let's dive giant shoes giant, first giant and red nose first floppy feet first and scary smile first. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about the fear of clowns of clowns part one. We're going to dive into part one, which is going to be uh, 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 killer clowns from outer space and terrifier. Um, and we'll probably throw in a few other movies here and there um, just because there's so many and so many good ones that I wanted to cover. Um, and then next week we're counting down to the release of it. Chapter two. Yoo-hoo! So we will be covering the it series, uh, the book, the mini series, it chapter one and it chapter two. We'll, we'll be re- covering, we'll be recording it the day after we see it. So we'll be, be covering all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yes. All, all of, of it. it. Um, the so, sum of it. So, uh, you know, strap on your hats and glasses, folks. Is this, this is going, is this a return from last week's episode? This is going as smooth as a baby's butthole, isn't it? (laughs) 
Isn't that what you said earlier? I did. I said that's as smooth as a baby's butthole. And it didn't sound nearly the way I wanted it to sound. It sounded much creepier because it's supposed to be smooth as a baby's butt. But that did not. I was like, what? It did not come out properly. There's a big difference between saying smooth as a baby's butt and smooth as a baby's butthole. It killed me. Oh, my God. There's a big difference between those two. I feel like we smoked a bunch of weed before this episode. Like, what's going on? Well, you have a lack of sleep, and I am just tickled by you. Uh, Tickled. Tickled. Just like clowns do. With your fear balls. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, Let's go ahead and dive into our phobia for today. Cholrophobia. The fear of clowns. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. People hate clowns now. I hate clowns. I don't like chicken, and I hate clowns. I hate that clown. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh. I hate clowns. Clowns! I hate clowns! Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown! I'm Krusty the Clown, and I don't like you. Hey, clown, clown. Clowns. 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 <laughs> Except clowns. Not much anymore. Except clowns, but that's just common sense. Well, I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. <laughs> What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Don't we make you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? You best come up with an answer, because I'm going to come back here and check on you and your mama. If you ain't got a reason why you hate clowns, I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. But where are the clowns? Send in the clowns. All right, cholrophobia, the fear of clowns. This is like probably one of our most uh, widely um, requested episodes without a doubt. I think people, people dig the, the clown stuff. They you know? dig it and they simultaneously hate it. We have some friends who are actually like legitimately f- afraid of clowns. Yeah. My good friend, uh, ginger juggernaut or jugs. Um, she's, that was not her given name. Yeah, it was, it was given, not her birth name. It was given somewhere. <laughs> uh, um, that's how name. I know her. Uh, she, she actually has cholrophobia you know, pretty badly. And it's, it's no joke. No, no. I mean, I, I think any of these fears, I mean, they are legitimate. They, you know, we, we exploit them, you know, and, and horror movies exploit them, but some people it's a, it's a big deal, man. Not cool. What's interesting about clowns. So look, let me give the etymology real quick as I'm burping into the <laughs> microphone. I'm really having a hard time not belching right into the microphone. Um, Cholrophobia comes from the Greek. And, and this is an interesting one because there isn't a one-to-one correspondence with a word that means clown in Greek. So they kind of played with it a little bit. This, this phobia kind of was coined. The term was coined in the eighties at some point, eighties, early nineties. Um, and it comes from the Greek, uh, Kolo Kolo Bathristas, Kolo Bathristas, which means one who walks on stilts. Interesting. Um, or it could come from Kolobothron, which just means stilts. But I think that's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, like a take on it on, on what a clown does, you know, kind of a performer, um, 
But back then, and even if, if you go back to like ancient Egypt, there was kind of like court jester type, type people. Um, and then, but really the Greek and the Roman times was where we really see the, the concept of a clown kind of start to take shape. And they had what, what was called a zany or a, a rustic fool. Um, and this was kind of a, a, you know, Roman theater, you would see this character kind of pop up here and there. Um, and so this was, that was kind of the early, early great, like great grandparents of, of what a modern clown is. Was it really focused towards adults then? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was sure. more of an adult, um, co- a comedy or an adult, um, thing that people would participate in absolutely. was going and seeing yeah. the jesters or. Yeah. And it was, well, it was, it was a character a lot of times. And, and then later we see it like, as we get into like the, the 16th century, like the 1560s, we start to see, um, in the Italian Commedia dell'arte, sounds Ooh. very, very fancy. Oh, Italian's so sexy. Commedia dell'arte. Oh. Um, we start to see this, Sploosh. we start to see this, 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 uh, this kind of rustic fool character kind of expanded on. I prefer rustic fool. What happened to that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the first, and, and the first use of the word clown, like actually use of the word clown was in the 1560s and it was used to kind of denote that fool character. Um, and it shows up, uh, it also shows up in Shakespeare's Othello and in uh, the winter's tale. Um, and so we see that in the, from like the 1600s to the 1800s, we see that kind of court jester clown fool character kind of played out right throughout that period of time. We don't really see what we consider like our modern circus clown really until the, the 1800s. Um, so the, the purpose then before the 1800s was really like jesters kind of provided a safety valve for poking fun at maybe famous people or, oh, yeah. you know, things that were happening in their society that was familiar with. It was kind of like a, like a modern day roast. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. And it really depended on the context. Like sometimes they were used uh, mischievously mm-hmm. as like a foil. Um, sometimes they were used. So it, it was, uh, it, it's, it, it was different depending on the situation, right? Um, we always, we, we see the, the jester kind of used in a lot of movies and stuff is like, Oh sure. The King brings out the jester. Who's like some poor schmuck who has to dance or play music or do something, you know, before what's little kid King from game of Thrones. What's his name? <laughs> Joffrey. Before Joffrey does something evil to oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> Joffrey had had you know his jesters that were making fun of all of the kingdoms. Game of Thrones references here for yeah. y'all that don't know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we did we see that in you and he know, was very mean to them. He there was, was nice. there was a purpose to the jesters though, and it was it was to appease the adults. Right. When did it kind of transition to kids? Well, you know, I don't know that it was it, it ever was just geared towards kids. I mean, I think the clown initially was a circus performer. Sure. This modern clown that we, that we see now we see it. And, and in the 1800s, they were just kind of brought out to, uh, f- as filler between like equestrian acts and things like that in the circuses. So they were still entertaining the adults and I'm sure. And the children right. um, at the same time, kind of like a rodeo clown does now, right. It comes out in between events and kind of Which, entertains, entertains the whole crowd. If you know. there was an award for most hero- heroic clown, 
Oh yeah, rodeo one. clowns, man. Those guys are badass. People they're dig way, rodeo clowns. I don't know of anybody that's like, ooh, rodeo clown. Yeah, rodeo no. clowns are badass. They're dude. just they're, a different. They're way tougher than bull riders. Dude. Yeah, those guys are. Those guys put themselves in some serious. That's danger. like a clown that will fuck himself up for you. That's right. That's that's, that's pretty, cool. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then we get as we get into uh like the 1900s, um, and especially once we get towards like 1950, 1960, that's when we start to see this like clown character really kind of taking shape as a, as like you're saying, like a children's kind of the children's clown. Right. And Bozo was, was the first big one. So we have the Bozo show that pops up in like 1959, 1960, somewhere in there. Um, and that becomes a, 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 a kind of a national famous clown persona, right? He was, it was regional at first and then it spread and became a big national deal. Um, and I remember waking up even in the early eighties at like two or three years old. And <gasps> Bozo was one of the first things that was on in the morning. That's so funny that you say that, that, that you say two or three, because, um, pediatric phobias like fear of clowns or like sports mascots or Mickey mouse, you know, like big characterizations appears around age two and three. That's when this, really? this fear develops and it's somehow linked to like a stranger anxiety, um, also blended with the infant or, or the young child's new abilities for for blending fantasy and reality. They can't quite separate it. Um, and it makes clowns and those kinds of funhouse characters that much more frightening. Well, that's gotta be ages. kind of the uncanny Valley thing too, right? Like you've got For this, sure. you've got this thing that looks kind of like it's supposed to, but not quite. And so there's that little bit of like, no, this isn't, I don't really like this. This isn't really how it's supposed to look. Right. And, um, that, I looked a little bit more into the uncanny and Freud actually talked about uh, the uncanny and how we're often frightened by something that's familiar, but yet unfamiliar at the same time. So for instance, uh, medical oddities, um, you know, somebody who has a lot of freckles. Um, I had a college roommate and Super babies I like freckles. and babies used to stare at her because they just didn't know what was going on because she was covered head to toe in freckles and they had just, she did have a lot of freckles. They just had never seen, seen anything quite like that. So, um, you know, any kind of difference in other human beings, people notice more easily than they notice the similarities. Um, and that can actually cause fear and discomfort. So, so that's, that's what we see, when we, see a, when we see a clown, right? That's so we see kind of the same thing. We see something right. that's, uh, it's not quite right. Or, you know, like, you know, circus freak shows. Right. Um, that's, that was that kind of, uh, fear based ambiguity. We just, we're not quite sure what to expect because we know it's, you know, we know it's familiar, but it's at the same time unfamiliar and our brain doesn't know what to do with that. And so it kind of goes right into, um, kind of that fear based ambiguity. Yeah. And, and you know, what's funny. So I, I remember like a two or three watching Bozo. That was my first, I think that was the first clown thing that I can remember. And I don't think I was ever, I mean, I may have been too little to really be like super into it, but I remember enjoying it and watching it and not being freaked out by it. Um, oh, fun fact, by the way, Bozo the clown, one of the very first Bozos, um, was Willard Scott, the weatherman Ooh. from the today show. Um, he was, he was Bozo from 1959 to 1962. Um, and then he went on to develop another famous clown persona, Ronald McDonald. 
He was the very first Ronald McDonald mascot. Have you noticed that Ronald, Ronald McDonald is kind of like slowly inched his way out of all marketing materials at McDonald's? Yeah, he really hasn't popped up. That if you know, drive by a Ronald, thing, right? if you drive by a Ronald McDonald house, there's no longer a picture. It's a silhouette. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, huh? You cannot And it's see. probably because of the fear of clowns, right? People have have, have 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 basically developed this is a thing that has developed in society, right? I mean, it's it's not like it's something that's it's understandable. I mean, I'm sure people were, were there were some people who did not like clowns before the 1970s or whatever. Sure. But it really became a phenomena once we got into you know, the once we we had John Wayne Gacy, right? So we have John Wayne Gacy you know, kills all these people, um, you know, hides them under his house. And, and, ha and we find out he was also a, a clown Ugh. performed at children's birthdays party, birthday parties and, um, you know, Pogo the clown. And, and when we went to the museum of death, he has all of these paintings, paintings of Pogo the clown, his persona that he painted and they have them at the museum of death. Oh, it's so, it's so Pretty creepy. creepy. Pretty creepy. Um, but you're right. There really is when you boil it down two types of fear, there's innate fear, you know, like the fear of heights that we talked about or the fear of depths. That's an innate fear. That's something that we don't have to learn, um, you know, through, uh, trial and error that, mm -hmm. that, that is scary. Um, the other one is that learned fear. So clowns, clowns is a learned fear. Um, and we can, we can see why, but we can see why nowadays because they have been transformed, um, and kind of underlined with a narrative that includes something that is very, uh, mischievously evil. Evil. Yeah. And, and so, so we get the evil clown trope, right? That, that becomes a thing. And it, honestly, it was used. It was used a little bit in literature in like the 1800s. Um, Edgar Allan Poe had a had a character that was like a mischievous, a mischievous, mischievous. You know, evil clown, mischievous evil clown. Um, and then we see the Joker pop up right in in the comics. Which my favorite character? Excuse me, by far. Burping again. You are so gross. Shut today. up. <laughs> um, and we see the Joker popping up, right? And so the Joker was obviously this this you know maniacal character, you know, he was, opposite of his job was to reflect a funhouse mirror back on society and Gotham. <laughs> you know, he was this like maniacal, but you also kind of liked him, especially if we look at the Joker, um, from my, my favorite Joker, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, although from, uh, Batman returns the new Batman Joker. Returns? Is that right? Uh, I don't know. Um, although no, it's no, dark Knight. dark Knight. Sorry. Um, although the new Joker looks badass too. Oh, it looks really good. They yeah, can, I'm excited for that they one. can kind of garner Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. They can good. kind of garner our, our sympathy, um, as well as they can draw us in a little and, and bring down our guard. And at the same time, we can still be creeped out. And that creeped out feeling is, is feeling slightly threatened but not enough to run or act. Yeah. And so they kind of incite just enough in us. Well, I think there's, and there's always that like sympathetic kind of clowns always just seem kind of sad, right? The tears of a clown, like even the happiest clown has that like little bit of melancholy or that little bit of like sadness. You know, I always think of like send in the clowns and, and all those songs, right? Tears of a clown and that kind of stuff but, but they are, they have that little bit of, of just a touch of, Mm, there's something behind that behind the makeup. That's not, you know, there's a reason why they want to put that front up. And that makes us uneasy. And there's actually, um, 
a number of famous clowns. One in particular I want to share. His name is Grimaldi, and his name mm. came from the fact that he is grim all day. Well, and he was, but he'll he make Ital- you he Italian. But he'll make you laugh all night. Oh, is that what it was? So it was Grimaldi. Huh. Grimaldi. So that was his name, and that's where it came from. Grim all day. Um, and he was going to make you laugh at night. And so his, his, um, one of the biographies or the little excerpts, one I of the most about famous, him, like original clowns, really one of the most famous, um, uh, stated that for every laugh that he suffered commiserate pain. So for every laugh he, he gave people, he suffered equal amounts of pain. Yeah, so, so it was just very dark at the same time it's such as a it is light. thing, you know, with these, with these guys and, and so I think there was always that like sad clown, sympathetic clown, the hobo clown. There was, you know, we had the blackface clown that was, you know, the, the kind of racist motif. We had the buffoon. We had the Harlequin. We had the jester, um, the mime artist, the Pierrot that came up in uh, the Pierrot. scary stories. It did. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I'm a Pierrot. Um, the pirouette, the Pierrot and the pirouette, um, the Pueblo, the rodeo clown, the tramp or the hobo. And the white face clown. And so these were, there was a lot of different types of clowns and they all had different types of personas. Like they all had very distinct kind of personalities and what they kind of did as they performed. Like their jobs almost, right, their right. mechanisms of delivery. But I think they all had that little bit of like, yeah, I don't know. Just don't really know what to, you know, what to expect from these guys. Like, like, is it going to be, are they going to be straightforward? Are they going to be mischievous? Are they going to be, you know, a little bit evil? Are they going to be a little bit, you know, whatever. There's always that little bit of like mistrust, I think, with these with these guys. They're very inconsistent. And the the things about them physically, like their unusual patterns of eye contact uh, coupled with nonverbal behaviors, um, their disguises or makeup to kind of hide their true identity um, or their feelings, you know, where they've got a big smile, but maybe we see the face underneath really expresses a lot of anguish um, and anger. Uh, And then also the pairing of unusual physical characteristics, like the big noses, Mm -hmm. tiny little hats, it's, you know, like Nothing's big ass right. shoes, little, little hair, like it, it's just like, it's very inconsistent and it, and it really puts us on edge and I can see why, um, it's so terrifying. So what's interesting. So as, as far as kind of continuing through the history, um, you know, we had Joker and then in, in like the sixties, uh, national lampoon actually had an evil clown character that was recurring in, in their magazine, uh, named Frenchie the clown. Huh. And I had never heard of Frenchie the Clown because um, I'd always heard like, oh, Stephen, it was Stephen King and John Wayne Gacy and blah, blah, blah. But before all of that, there was an evil clown character um, in National Lampoon that kind of led us into the 70s where we we started to have these. More and more. We had the Gacy stuff and then we had Poltergeist, right? We had the clown and Poltergeist. Then we had then we had Stephen King come out with it in, in, in 1986. Um, and then it became, you know, Stephen King sealed the deal with evil clowns. Like, like they, yep, were, it can they be popped done. up here and there in movies and some other places, even going back to the fifties and sixties, but no one really but not like it was like the straight up evil clown as a genre in horror, you know, and as a national kind of, or international, it took on uh, a new thing, you know, new heights and it became, it just became part of our psyche right? Part of our psyche as a, as a society. Well, yeah, there's a Facebook page now with a uh, 40, Fourth, 4,800 likes 
So yeah, lots of people hate clowns so much that they would seek out a Facebook page about how much they hate clowns. I, I, I can see why <laughs> I can see why. Um, so that's kind of the history of it. And then we, obviously we get into the eighties and the nineties and, and the two thousands. And now, and you know, now there's been dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of clown horror movies. We see popping up in like American horror story in, in video games, in pretty much, you know, anywhere you see clowns almost anymore, they are that evil clown motif. It's, it's, it's more common to see them as evil than it is to see them as like happy and fun and, you know, fun for the kids and that kind of stuff, which well, really pisses off the national clown association, by the way, they do not like this. It's not all. part of the clown commandments and ethics. No, I, you know, what's funny. My brother was a clown in what? high school. He yeah. Yeah. Ne our next door neighbor, Ellen was, was a clown and she was like a full, like, like totally into it clown that performed at birthday parties and everything. And my brother in high school trained with her and went to clown college, I guess. I guess he went to clown college and got his whole deal and went and started assisting her. That's amazing. For a little while. Isn't that hilarious? Wow. I didn't know he went to clown college. I'm sure there's a picture of him somewhere. Is he one of those clowns that was like roaming around in Texas, like just creeping people out in rural towns? That was fun. And the Wasco one was great because my my uncle, well, my mom's uncle, uh, my great uncle uh, lived in Wasco. So so it was funny. I was like, I know where Wasco is. That the actually, Wasco clown sightings. That actually spawned something called the phantom clown theory, um, which attributes the prolifer proliferation of clown sightings to um, mass hysteria, especially in young children. So young children basically just see them kind of places. see them or, or quote unquote air quotes. I don't know, see man. Them. I w I'm totally all about dressing up as a clown and just wandering and staring at people. Yeah, we were standing. The one I mean, so year that we went to Chicago for Halloween, you were uh, twisty, from yeah, twisty from American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah. And I have never seen anyone get more of a response from a yeah. costume. And, and I never saw so another person, pictures. never in Chicago, fucking Chicago, I never saw another person. Dressed as Twisty, which is weird because it was it was like it a, was, it was that right spirit. after it wasn't that like, season too. And it wasn't even like like I I made the costume or anything. It was it was off the it was off the rack. Um, well, I, I got a lot of attention for that one. I got a lot of pictures. Didn't you fill a bag with like baby parts and like underwear? Oh yeah, it was super creepy. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, I went I went I went full bore. That was so good. Yeah, I love that costume. And and it it. It had legs too because I used it like we went to a lot of parties and we were in Chicago. We came back home, went to parties. I got a lot of great pictures. I actually posted one, the Fear of Clowns one. I posted on social media when I said it was it was coming up. You know, coming soon. That was that was me uh, as Twisty in in Billy's bathroom when he had that party. There's such good pictures of you in that bathroom, oh, like with that. Oh, that he had the actual bone saw yeah. that freaked me out. And all even, the medical equipment. Cause he yeah. works in the medical industry. So he has all this medical equipment, like just in his garage. That was a badass Halloween. It was party. pretty cool. Pretty cool. And his birthday's around Halloween. So he's going to have another one, another big 40 year old Four zero. birthday party coming up here next month. You're Happy catching birthday, up with him. Um, so what else, what else do you have on, on this, on this, uh, this clown stuff? Oh gosh. Um, well, Johnny Depp actually had nightmares as a kid that included clowns. Uh, so he isn't super fond of them. I wouldn't say he's got a fear. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention, cause I kind of sprinkled that whole history thing with a lot of psychology facts is that there was actually a 2008 study that concluded that, um, when the decor of a children's hospital ward included clowns, it actually created the opera opposite of a nurturing environment. Even if children had never seen clowns before. Really? 
Right. I remember children's wards having clowns mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. So about 2008, Creepy. when they did the study, um, overall, they found that the the children found clowns frightening and unknowable. <laughs> and I thought that was a unknowable is a good word. Great word for yeah. clowns. Like you, you see them and they're there in front of you and they're making you laugh and they're making you feel scared and you can't really know them. You know, and I thought that was supremely interesting, especially because it ties back in with uh, the clown code of ethics, uh, one of which is you're never seen outside of a party uh, in your makeup um, or in character. So that's part of the code of ethics is to maintain that kind right. of your duality and persona. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's a little unnerving about clowns at the same time. It's because we know that this is all a mess. This is all an act. And it's, it's not always a nice act. It can be very mischievous. Um, or can I, as the Cajuns say, that's right. It's your favorite word. (laughs) That's my favorite word. Um, so yeah, once that amygdala starts firing with this fear, um, we kind of reinforce it by not facing it or dealing with it. And then the amygdala gets primed to, see it again. So you wouldn't end up at the clown motel with the cemetery next door with all the clowns inside. You know, you would just be deeply bothered um, by it until you really kind of faced what it was behind it that that truly terrifies you. Speaking of clown motel, I was going to mention that here in a second. Yeah. But let's, so let's talk about horror clowns that have become... Horror clowns? Horror clowns. Oh, I love them horror clowns. Um, horror clowns. Um you know, they have become kind of like institutions in, in our, you know, in film. I mean, Pennywise with this, it stuff. I mean, even before the new movies came out, Pennywise was a lot of people's first introduction that my age, anyway, first introduction to, to horror and to, so that was built in early because that miniseries came out in like 1990. I was nine years old. I watched the whole thing start to finish. And I remember just being like, so freaked out. And of course, I subjected my children to the to the miniseries not too long ago, and, and they it was were pretty classic. Actually, both of them, I think, but didn't both of them say they didn't think it was that scary? Yeah. Or was it Hudson that got really scared? Of it? Hudson, got Hudson got scared, scared at of it. first, but yeah, he's he still like in it. that kind of fantasy phase in his life. I don't know if he'll ever outgrow it, which I I don't want to encourage it. No, I love to it. be outgrown. You know, stay imaginative, stay creative. But yeah, but and then, and then we have, you know, we have these, these, these characters, uh, you know, in horror, Captain Spaulding and Art the Clown and Twisty and the Joker and, you know, all of these guys who are just burned in our memories. You know, they're, they're, they're very iconic horror characters. Um, and I love it, man. I love me some horror clowns. So <laughs> horror clowns, not horror clowns. I love some horror clowns too. <laughs> so horror clowns. It's a whole porn up category again. Oh man. The clown porn. Gross. Come on. Ew. You know you dig some clown porn. No, thank you. Come on. No. Honka honka. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think you're into it. Let's talk about what you're into. Cause let's talk about what I'm not. The shorter list would be what I'm not into. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sex clown. All right. Let's dive into, uh, let's just get into the horror movies here. Um, with our honorable mention for today, Uh, which is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. (laughs) 
any other night. Then something happened. Did you see that? Something different. It's no shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? They've been knocking them dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. All right, really quickly, before we get into Killer Clowns from Outer Space, um, I have to give a shout out and a little honorable mention to Clown, a mini mention? Clown Motel. A little bit of a, a because uh, it was all filmed at the Clown Motel. If you haven't seen the Clown Motel, it's in Tonopah, Nevada, which is about three and a half hours south of, of where we are here in Reno. Um, and so anytime we drive between Reno and Vegas, which is like seven hours, by the way, people. We do not live very next far to apart. Reno and Vegas are nowhere near each other. So when you're flying into Vegas, don't call us to come meet you. Like, hey, I'm in Vegas. You should come. Like, it's a long ways away. Um, but three, but Tonopah is like three and a half hours away. And it's this little mining town, you know, real small little place. But they have a clown motel. And if, look it up online if you Straight haven't seen up. it. Um, we've stopped there and taken pictures and gone inside. And it's literally, there's you walk in the, the it's got a giant clown motel sign with a big, creepy clown and then the whole outside's decorated in clowns and then you go inside uh to the office and there's just wall like floor to ceiling clowns clown dolls clowns everywhere stuff. there's just clown everywhere and, and it's and the rooms are all decorated in the motel like clowns we wanted to go there this weekend and record we actually considered driving down there just to record the episode in the clown motel which would have been really fun but it was labor day weekend and we felt like that was a dumb idea um, well, the last the time we were there, though, it was so fantastic. We explored the graveyard that is literally right next yeah. door. Um, and then we happened to be there at the time that they were filming Clown Motel. Filming Clown Motel. Yeah. Yeah. And it has uh, it has it has some some kind of big horror horror icons in it. It has um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank right now, but it has the original uh, and it's Ari Lehman, who was the original uh Jason that came up out of the water in the first one at mm. the, the kid um, it has Tony Moran, who was the original one of the original Michael Myers shapes, I believe. Um, so two really cool, like 
like kind of horror icons were there filming while we were there and we did, we, they were eating breakfast or something. So we didn't want to go bother them. But us and the boys, we saw them. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. could at least say that we were in the yeah. same room. So clown motel, um, it's, it's, a, I, I found it very enjoyable. I found it at Walmart the other day and bought it. Um, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a super high budget movie, but it's fun. And if you like the clown stuff, um, you'll really enjoy it. And the the synopsis for this movie is ghost hunters encounter a group of Las Vegas party goers at an old motel where the ghosts of clowns who once dwelled there put the unwitting visitors through a violent nightmare. Sounds about right. Yeah. So check out Clown Motel. Um, really fun. Just came out. Tone upon Nevada. Good, good times. Good times. Stay there if you have a chance. If you ever drive through there. Um, they just remodeled. They remodeled the whole outside since we've been there. They remodeled. Yeah. Um, Looks like it belongs on a street in New Orleans now. Yeah. Very bright. bright. Very bright. So cool movie. Check out Clown Motel. I like it. All right. Let's get into uh, one of the one of the most good lord bonkers fun clown movies to ever have been created. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. And um, it shows. What shows? The 88? The 88. There's a lot of, man, I'm really burping up some stuff. Wow. Here. This is the, is this going to be the entire episode? I don't know. It's like, Jeez. it's like a verp, you know, like Ugh. a vomit burp. Yeah. A little I'm bit. I'm so sorry, folks. He's disgusting mm, sometimes. Vomit burp. Um, it's great. Cause you get to taste your food twice. Uh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Killer Clowns of Outer Space directed by Steven, Steven Chiotto, Chiotto. Uh, which was part of the the Cheeto 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 C H I O D O. I'm gonna say Cheeto. Uh, part of the Cheeto Brothers, which was Stephen Charles Chiodo. and Edward, and these guys were special effects artists, um, which really shows in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, they were really big in claymation, big in stop motion, big in animatronics, um, big in puppets, and uh, they did effects for critters for Ernest Scared Stupid, which you were saying that they used these same clowns for Ernest scared stupid just just yeah they just refurbished, refurbished them, them like the them. like the body suits and it, the heads and stuff they became in? trolls yeah it was like Ernest scared stupid and they were the trolls in it i think it was scared stupid yeah um, yeah it was yeah. okay yeah that's awesome um and team america world police they did a lot of yeah. the puppet stuff um fuck yeah um that's funny i put fuck yeah at the end of the next thing i, I wrote but not after team america that's world weird police. yeah because i said get this they created Large Marge. Fuck yeah. From Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And then I had dot, dot, dot. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not after Team America World Police. But oh. yeah, how cool is that? They did the Large Marge scene from, from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, that was the Cheeto Brothers. You can really uh, see well. it. So very cool. Well, the synopsis for this movie, uh, when teenagers Mike and Debbie see a comet crash outside their sleepy small town, they investigate and discover a pack of murderous aliens who look very much like circus clowns. They try to warn the local authorities, but everyone assumes their story is a prank. Meanwhile, the clowns set about harvesting and eating as many people as they can. It's not until they kidnap Debbie that Mike decides it's up to him to stop the clown's bloody rampage. That's not really what happens. Totally what happens. What do you mean it's not really what happens? I mean, it is and it isn't. There's a lot of madness that happens in between. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a blast. This movie, I didn't even write down a lot of notes on it because I, don't, I just didn't. I was so engrossed when I was watching it that I just, like, didn't even write anything down. Um, the, the clowns themselves are like freaking 
works of art. Like they are amazing. They're awful animatronic Chuck E. Cheese clown aliens. I don't think they're animatronic, are they? I think there's people inside of them. There is, but the yeah. faces there's are animatronic. Their faces are animatronic? In order to move them up and down, they have to have some sort of ability, Maybe. right? I should have probably looked into how they made the, yeah. the puppets. Or you the, should have the, done the, more. The creatures. I should have done more of a deep dive for this one. Um, but you wrote down a lot of notes. You so watched many. it. Um, tell tell me what you what you liked about so what I noticed from outer space. was it feels like it kind Other of... Other than the awesome Dickies song that, that <laughs> starts the movie off, by the way. I got to give really a shout fun. out to that. The Dickies were just here in Reno a few weeks ago and I missed them. Oh. They just reunited and started touring again. So I wish I would have gone to that. I, I had some friends that went. In case you guys really didn't know, Drew has FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. Is that an official phobia? I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I'm sure. Fomophobia? Fomophobia. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Um, no, but I, what I felt this movie did was paradise kind of like invasion of the body snatchers, the blob cocoon um, with like zombie aliens kind of because they could be shot in the nose and be killed kind of like aliens, which is hilarious Could destroy the brain. You got to hit them and right, then, right yeah. in the red, in the red nose and then <laughs> explode, you know? And so they're, well, first they arrive, they show up in, in, in a circus tent, in, in a spaceship that looks like a circus tent in the forest, in the middle and of the forest. Right. And, and uh, Debbie and Mike, uh, who by the way, were in an inflatable raft in the back of his car, which I don't know why. That's a really good idea in the back of his car. Or is it the back of a truck car car? Why it was it? covered. It Weird. was like a station wagon type car too. And well, it's more comfortable. Not really. <laughs> you already don't have a lot of room to move. So they, they, they show up. Right. And then they, they these this couple, Mike and Debbie see these, this, these aliens and they try to these, these circus aliens, circus clown aliens, whatever you want to call them, uh, and try to convince the, you know, the, the police that there's something going on, that, that these things are, you know, invading their town. Um, and then, so then they, they spend the rest of the movie basically trying to convince the officers that this is going on. And then the, the last half of the movie, they're chasing these, these aliens trying to kill them and get rid of them and, and send them back to their planet. Yeah. What I found very unnecessary was that Pooh the dog goes missing within the first few minutes of the alien's arrival. So Aww. I'm not very happy with that. Um, director Aww. of this movie. Why do you got to do that to a dog? Aliens um, love dogs. I was going to say cats cause, uh, of Alf, but <laughs> I, mess, I, I, I had that mixed up. There was also a ridiculously Hungover. long shower scene without any like nudity at all. Boring. And it was super tacky boring. and kind of boring. <laughs> so yeah, this one—the one thing this movie could have used was more titties. Definitely didn't have any PG thirteen, you know. But we could show it to our kids, I guess. You know. Well, it was very low budget. I mean, like my favorite part in the whole movie was the blow up um, dog balloon animal that was going to sniff out the two humans, you know, and they had to cover the balloon animal in latex because it kept popping when it was like running across the forest ground. Um, So that was really cute. So they, they covered the balloon itself in latex. Yeah. It wouldn't pop. Yeah. They were doing the the first few trials. It would pop like immediately on a pine cone or something. The, 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 balloon animal was like, was like alive. Yeah. It like wiggled. They had all these little things like the popcorn, like the popcorn was alive and would turn into little mini, that like was the most monsters. expensive prop. Did you know that the popcorn machine? Oh, really? That was their most expensive prop. Huh? And With I all guess the like shit that they had there, that was the most expensive. Yeah, That's and funny. I guess like the popcorn 
babies were baby clowns. Yeah. Baby clown aliens. Yeah. They came out of the toilet and they came out of the the sink and all over the place. But they were like little corn kernels in there at first, which I feel like you would notice if they were in your bathroom. Yeah. They were just on the floor. Maybe just me. Maybe she's got kids and you never know where you're going to find food particles. I don't know. I mean, if you got a handful of popcorn on your floor in your bathroom, you're probably going to notice. I I would think so. But there was a lot of other illogical things <laughs> aside from that. Kind of like the uh, how the dudes got an ice cream truck in order to get girls. And I was like, are you trying to get seven-year-old girls? <laughs> no, they were driving to they were driving to like the makeout point and being like, there was one line. I gosh, I wish I had written it down. It was like, it was like, hey, stop boning and start. You know, Conan start something like there was something like that. <laughs> um, they were trying to convince all the like kids that were like getting it onto the back of the cars to come get ice cream, which just doesn't seem the, the whole premise seems a little flawed. Yeah. The other favorite part, though, was when uh, the police chief becomes a ventriloquist at the hands of one of, the gnar- or one of the gnarly uh, The alien becomes a ventriloquist. Yeah. The, the clown becomes a ventriloquist and uses the, the chief as a puppet. Yeah. To, to communicate. Um, I, like, really I also like the, the uh, shadow puppets that the, the clown was making on the wall. <laughs> um, they did some really cool things. And I think one of the things about this movie that's really fun, um, if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to see it. It's movie. a good time. I love it. I think it's so much fun. Eh. Um, it's It's got so many, so many cool, like just, uh, just visually, it's really, really, really fun. And, uh, and uh, at Universal's Halloween... Horror, Horror nights. nights coming up, uh, which opens, I think, like next week. September. Um, yeah, like like on the tenth. Certain so like dates. Ten days. Uh, September first is tomorrow. Holy yeah. Crap. What happened? Um, you guys, you guys will be getting this on September second. It'll already be September for two days by the time you hear this. Damn. What are you um, doing with your lives? Yeah. Seriously. Um, but Halloween Horror Nights is doing a maze. They do the mazes for, and they do different movie themed mazes, and they're doing a, a, a killer clown from outer space maze which is badass fucking perfect if you watch the movie it's like being when you're inside the tent thing it's like being in a giant maze so if they create it like that i mean which they will brilliant it's gonna be a blast like that would be so fun i want to go down there for that so bad be really really fun um so really great movie great honorable mention killer clowns from outer space to kick off our clown series here um I also, we, we dove into a, so I got to talk about this real quick. We dove into right before we got, uh, started recording, we were watching a documentary about scary clowns, like scary clowns. I have to look this up real quick. By a super pretentious YouTuber. Well, that's what I was going to I was going to say. So, um, hold on one second. I got to look up the name of it. So it's called the history of scary clowns. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Um, the, the YouTube channel is in praise of shadows. And I got to say, it was a really thorough, really interesting hour and 15 minute long kind of documentary on the history of clowns and horror. And it was it was actually really well done, except the narrator, the guy who runs this channel, I guess. What a douchebag, like the most pretentious film douchebag ever. Like every movie was like, yeah, this movie's just not good. It's not good at all. I don't like it. Um, it has to, you know, it just went in, went off on like, like the most minutia of, of critiques on every single movie. And then half the time he'd go, but you should really watch it. It's, it's good. So he would like bash on it for like five minutes and then, but I will say it's worth a watch because it, it really was thorough. 
like maybe watch it on mute. I don't know. That'd be really tough. Watch maybe, it on- maybe, maybe if it has, if, I don't think it has close captions cause it's on uh, YouTube, but if you had close maybe. captions, it'd be better. Although reading it might be even worse, but definitely worth a, a, a watch just because it really outlines pretty a, thorough, a lot of movies that I had never heard of. Um, and some that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've got a week until the next episode. I'm going to watch some of these, some of these movies. Um, also another one that you should check out, um, is, is it blood rage? No blood. What is that one? Blood harvest, blood harvest with tiny Tim that go to shutter. If you have shutter, uh, and look up blood harvest, look up Joe Bob's show, the series that he did and go to Joe Bob's blood harvest episode. It tiny Tim as a clown, uh, the marvelous, what is it? The marvelous Mervo is the name of his clown. Mm-hmm. The marvelous Mervo. Um, it is fucking bonkers. Like such a bonkers. It's pretty disturbing. And super disturbing. And, but Joe Bob has amazing commentary. commentary on yeah. It's fantastic. Because he actually interviewed Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tim, like back when he made that movie. Um, and has it all and shows clips from it. And it is freaking great. Like so great. It's a good time. Uh, really interesting insights into it and and a really creepy clown movie. Um, so check that one out. He makes movies so much better. He I does. love Joe Bob. Commentaries are his commentaries are awesome. Um so with that, let's let's uh let's get into our feature presentation, which I know you really enjoyed. Fucking loved this movie. Yeah. And I really loved it the first time I saw it. And it has gotten a lot of praise and it has become kind of a, a, a little, it's going to, it's got some, some momentum behind it. And they're even coming out with a second one, uh, working on a second one. So, uh, very excited about doing this one. 2017's terrifier, our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. What is a Tara? Dawn and I are sort of stranded. She has a flat tire and no spare, and I was kind of hoping you could pick us up. What the hell is wrong with you? What, did you think he was going to hack me up into little pieces or something? All right, 2017. Actually, when I say 2017, I'm not sure exactly because it like came out in the, in the, like, um, what's the word? Um, festival circuit, mm-hmm. like in like 2016. Um, 
and it didn't, I don't think it ever got like an official streaming release on Netflix until like 2018. So split the difference. I don't know it's why not. Around, yeah. Um, and it's actually been around for a while that the, the character of terrifier centers around this. If you haven't seen it centers around uh, a character named art, the clown. And one of, I think it's going to be, he's going to become an iconic slasher, like an iconic horror character. I guarantee it. Um, but the character itself goes back. Damien Leon, the director had done a couple of short films with, with this character, um, had done a, a little feature na- uh, called all hollows Eve, um, which I believe is, I, I saw it uh, streaming on, I think Tubi or one of those apps and watched it a while back. Um, but then did a, a bigger release of this or, or, you know, furthered this story through this movie terrifier and terrifier was done on a very small budget under a hundred thousand dollars. Um, I believe. Wow. Um, that's what, that's what David Howard, Howard Thornton that's right. said. Um, and, it, and honestly, like he hit the gold mine when he got David Howard Thornton to play art, the clown. Brilliant. Cause this guy just was the perfect person for this role. Um, because this clown's almost like a mime. Like he is a mime. Does no, he doesn't. He he literally does not make a sound. He doesn't even scream when he no. gets like shot or stabbed or anything. He makes no. zero sound. No, he is he is absolutely one hundred percent silent through the whole thing. So all of the the uh, the expressions and everything have to be physical. So everything's physical. It's physical facial expressions and body language and all that kind of and, stuff. And and eye movements and. He had prosthetics all over his cheekbones and his face. So he really like and no eyebrows. So he really had to communicate so much with his mouth and his eyes and his body. And his hands and his you yeah, know, he used body. it so well. And I was I fell in love with Art the Clown. Like I I loved his character so much. Yeah, you really it was one of those where you really are it's a it's it's a kind of rooting for the slasher kind yeah. of movie, right? Because you really just love this character, even though he's he's just he's so de- bad. He's just super depraved because he's 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 like that mischievous kind of clown we were talking he about. Is. He's very, he's very like he's not, you know, it, it's 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 almost like he's not scary. He's just like I don't even know how to he's, describe it. He's the sour patches kid. First he's sweet. Then right. he's sour. Yeah. He's got that like he's got that <laughs> weird like kind of like where you're like, oh, I kind of like this guy. You no, know? he's, he's, he's kind of funny. He's kind of you know, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, he's fucking hilarious. Um, he's great. He masters hilarity and, and massively creepy and scary so well throughout the whole movie. Like he goes terrifying and then he comes back and he's hilarious. And it's just, he does so well with this role. Um, well, we're going to get in a little deeper into the movie too, with this one. So, the synopsis is really, it's really basic because it's a really basic storyline. A maniacal clown terrorizes three young women on Halloween night and everyone else who stands in his way. Basic bitches get <laughs> annihilated. And it's starring uh, the aforementioned David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown, Jenna Cannell uh, as Tara, Catherine Corcoran as Dawn, and Samantha Scafidi as Victoria. Um, and David Howard Thornton, I've, I've heard him interviewed and we listened to an interview with him the other day. Uh, he was a teacher, um, like an elementary school teacher, I think, and a stage actor. Which he would have been the fucking best oh, elementary. Sure he reminds me of Hank's elementary teacher. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, what's his name? The one that that, that left the school. That, Mr. Faff. That Faff, yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, 
but the guy is also like a badass impressionist and does voices like really, really well. In fact, he's the Joker on uh, Nightwing. So he does voiceover stuff, um, which is so funny because he does not make a sound in this movie. Um, and yet he's like this he's amazing. so good. He's like this really amazing voice. He has, does these amazing it's characters. Horrifying. You can go online and listen to uh, him do 110 impressions in 10 minutes, um, which is pretty cool. I think you should be him for Halloween, except. I'm thinking about it. I don't think you can stay silent all night. Is this a, is this, are you trying to, you shut, have, are you trying to shut me up for an entire night? Is yeah, that what you're doing right now? I don't think you can do it. Oh, okay. I see what you're, I see what you're doing here. I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's very, very crafty of you. Ooh. Um, he was the Grinch understudy for a touring version of, of how the Grinch stole Christmas. And he was talking about how the lead, uh, who, who, who was playing the Grinch was Stefan Stephenson, Stefan Stephenson, Stefan Stephenson. Come on, parents. Um, we well, can do better he, than he that. He was Icelandic, so oh, okay. you didn't give him a break. Um, which basically means Stefan, the, uh, Stefan, the son of Stefan, I believe. Oh, well, that's convenient. <laughs> um, but he credits, Thornton credits him. Uh, that guy, What was the stupid show that guy was on? Dang it. Lazy Town. The guy was the, one of the, was the Robbie Rotten in Lazy Town. The boys used to watch it all the time. Um, so I used to to watch it. It was the one with like the weird prosthetic face that was all like, do you remember that show at all? Yeah, I think I repressed my memory of it because yeah. it was kind of creepy. But he was so physical in that part. Like that guy was right. really good at physical acting. And so he taught him, uh, Thornton, he taught Thornton a whole bunch about physical comedy and physical acting. Um, Thornton idolizes Jim Carrey. He grew up watching the Marx Brothers and Charlie Chaplin and all these physical actors and and has like embraced that. And when he came in to do the audition, Damien Leon, he, he walks in the room and he's like, everybody's reading for different roles and they all have scripts. And he's like, where's mine? I, why don't, I don't have a script. And he walks in and he's like, Hey, you know, I didn't get a script. And he's like, Oh no, there's no script. Cause there's no lines. Nope. And so he had to, he said, okay, I want you to act out a scene where you are chopping somebody's head off. <laughs> And so he did a whole scene where he was like sawing somebody's head off, which he actually does in the movie, um, sawing somebody's head off. And, you know, I guess he picks up the head, you know, does this all like kind of mime work where he's like picking up the head and then he like licks it and then he like gets grossed out. All so he very grabs physical. a salt shaker and like put some salt on it and, licks it and, and then got the role, you know, from there. Dude be really good at like couples party games. Yeah. Yeah, he would. He'd <laughs> be great at charades. Um, so the guy is just a really, really, really tremendous physical actor. And he did such a badass job in this role. Um, so the movie starts out as we, as we, we roll into it here, we see a, that there's this woman being uh, interviewed by an anchor, a news anchor. And she, we can't see her face. We just see like the back of her head. And she's talking about how she had been attacked by art, the clown and, and, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, what, what happened to her and kind of explaining this whole deal. And then, then it shows her face and her face is just like mangled, totally mangled, very... totally deformed, um, uh, all messed up from her attack, um, of art, the clown. And afterwards we see the news anchor talking on the phone and she's like, oh my gosh, it made me so sick sitting there next to her, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And we hear something rustling in the background and the, the, the girl that she was interviewing attacks her and like pokes her eyeballs out and smashes yep. her face all up and basically turns her into her. Um, 
And then we kind of cut. Next thing we see is two girls uh, in the in a restaurant, and they're well, they're walking down the street. They're all it's Halloween night. They're you know they're wearing their little they're uh, slutty Halloweeners. Slut number one and slut number two um, uh, costumes. And it's an American tradition. That's right. Slutty fill in the blank. That's what everybody's costume is. That's what I'm going to go as this year. Not me. No. Jaws. <laughs> shark head. <laughs> Anybody saw her? I was also a quail man. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> um, so the girls are, are wandering around the streets and they end up, they end up getting in a restaurant and they're chatting it up, whatever. And Art the Clown, here comes this creepy clown walking in. With his trash right? bag full of goodies. Yeah. And they had seen him on the street briefly. And then they, then he walks in with his, with his big old trash bag and, and he just sits down like across from them. Most awkward staring contest commences. Yeah, so he starts looking at him all creepily and smile. He has a smile where he like does this like teeth. But smile. he has no smile because like it's like blackness surrounding the mouth. And yeah, then the teeth all you are see kind is just real rotted teeth. Black and and kind of a little red, and so you just can't see anything really. It looks so fucked up, gross. Yeah, but it's like a ama- it's just amazing, like like so creepy. Um, and so the girls are like, one of the girls is like, dude, that guy's super creepy. I don't like that. The other girl's like, I like, ah, blah, blah. like she goes and takes selfies like, with him. Yeah. She goes and takes a selfie with him and does all this shit. And, uh, and then they leave and they go outside. Well, no, no, no. He, oh, he gets kicked out. He goes into the bathroom, right? He goes in the bathroom and then he does way worse than whack it. He like, he that was some prison solitary confinement style artwork yeah. in there. Yeah. He shit all over the bathroom and then wrote art in his shit. It's shit and blood. Oh, it's gnarly. Um, and he gets kicked out of the restaurant. Clearly he walks, he walks out back out. And then the, the owner of the restaurant's like, what the fuck? And like comes screaming at him and kicks him out. Um, so then we see the girls leaving. They, they take off and they find a flat tire on their car. Womp, womp. And they're like, fuck, man, this is just what we need. You know, Definitely wasn't art. Um, and so Dawn, this is Dawn and Tara are the two girls. Dawn was the one who took pictures with Art the Clown. Tara was the one who was trying to be more cautious. Um, and Dawn, was, or do I have that the other way around? No, you're I right. Dawn was the stupid slut. Was she? Yeah. Because she, she turned it into the chest plate that Art wore. Oh, okay. So then Tara calls her sister, Victoria, to come pick her up. So Victoria's like, okay, I'll come pick you up, blah, blah, um, We come back to the restaurant, and we see that Art has come back to the restaurant and turned the restaurant owner's head into a candle. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's like just like a head with some flames some coming flames out of it. Some flames coming out of the face. And the other guy, the other worker there, sees this, this head candle and goes, oh, shit. Blah, blah, blah. And then Art goes and commences to uh, stab him in the face and the eyeballs Ugh. and keep on hacking. I don't know um, why. Just Art- a good old slasher gore. Great gore. This movie does have great gore, but I don't know why he had to do like the Three Stooges style eye gouge all the time. That really oh, bugged me. I hated it. I loved it. It came up a lot. I hated that it. That was good. Um, I hated it. So then Tara, our, our more conservative of the two girls, has to pee. And rather than pee on the street that nobody's on, like just hanging your ass outside of the door, um, which as good red blooded Americans, um, she decides red blooded drunk Americans. She, she decides she's going to go, uh, while they're waiting for her sister on this like dark street to just some random dude that's smoking a cigarette outside of a warehouse and ask him if he can, if, if she can use cause that's safe. his bathroom. Um, guy turns out to be actually nice and he's a pest control guy. And he's like, Oh man, you know, I'm just getting ready to bomb this place. So, you know, yeah, go ahead, you know, and takes her to the bathroom. The bathroom is, 
nasty. Like, and David Howard Thornton commented on that and said, yeah, that everything in that warehouse was exactly how we found it. That was just as nasty as it was. They didn't do anything to it. That was, that was how it looked. <laughs> just gnarly. And he had to like lay on the floor and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, it was pretty bad. Um, so Don hears while Tara's in taking a leak, uh, Don hears about the murders on the radio. Um, you know, Oh, two men found dead, blah, blah, blah. Like man dressed as a clown. Police are on the lookout for man dressed as a clown. Um, and so Don's like freaking out. She kind of turns to look out the window and then she turns back to her seat thinking that Tara had just gotten back in and it's art, the clown. And he's so happy to see her. He's very happy to see her. He's he's smiley, very happy. He is very happy. Yeah. He, He gets a lot of joy out of tormenting people. There's no doubt about it. He has found his joy. Um, so then we have this weird creepy lady in the warehouse holding a doll, which I never really figured out she's like a why creepy, she's there. Creepy, demented, transient lady with a porcelain baby. But she looks way too like nice to be a transient, like yeah. clean. Like she didn't look like she was living in a warehouse. Um, but I thought she, her her character was odd. Uh, but she runs into Dodd and she starts rambling about stuff. And next thing we know, Art the Clown shows up in the warehouse um, and he's posing all happy and creepy for Tara. So she freaks out. Um, and then he draws her basically down into, or, or captures her and ties her to a chair. And then there's something under a big cloak. But before that he fucks with her mind and like takes a hammer and acts like he's gonna, Oh, that's right. You know, he's got this like bat, this hefty bag of like crazy killer tools, which I mean, hefty, hefty, hefty. He carried a lot of sharp objects around in that and it never ripped. No, that's, so, a good, that's a good you know, solid bag right there. Yeah. That's the kind that you want, you know, you want to use terrifier brought to you by hefty for your branches and your, 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 your outside material, <laughs> you know, it won't break through. Or when you want to, when you want to bring some materials to make her insides come outside. Ooh, yes. Which he does in the next scene. Right. So we, we reveal what he has under the, the tarp. Ta-da! Ta-da! It's He's your got, friend. It's Dawn and Dawn is upside down and naked. Super naked. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, actually he does. She has, she has her panties on at first. And then he, the first scene, he well, just, he rips them. You yeah. See him just rip them off because that's, what's important. Yeah. So Cause he could saw through the entire pelvis, but not the panties. So hold on. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Why give away the, 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 <laughs> sorry. That's the best part. Gosh. Now everybody knows. Now it's so fun. <laughs> Why don't you want to tell anymore? Um, so yeah, he starts, he, he pulls out a, a, a saw. And just starts going to town. Like starts, medieval goes, Europe style. Goes goes vagina first. And just. All the way down to her neck. All the way down. Yep. And we see we see her intestines flop on the ground, which another fun fact Ooh. from David Howard Thornton Ooh. was originally when they had filmed the scene that the, the intestines were made out of like bloated sausages and like some, some, you know. Meats. Meats. Right. And they had to postpone the filming for like two weeks. And the special effects guy had not put. He the left it in his garage. Had left him in the garage and didn't put him in the refrigerator. So when that scene was going Ugh. on, he accidentally sawed into one of the sausages Ugh. and broke the casing. And like the smell, he said, was just so gnarly. Everybody was gagging, like the, the camera guys and everything. <laughs> it's like some serious method acting, man. That's like, uh, it's getting into your part. That's right really, there. really a little too far. Yeah, it was great. So, but yeah, he saws through her entire body, which suspending disbelief a little bit. Um, which I don't think you can do with a little handsaw very easily. Um, no. However, it is very similar. So that is, it was actually set up very similar to how they executed 
some executions were done in Europe in medieval times. Which, that whole sawing people right in half, like right down. from the vagina or the booty hole. Yeah, right, right down through. Not fun. My safe word is pineapple juice. <laughs> That's your favorite video online. It is right now. Um, So interesting fact too, the actress, uh, Catherine Corcoran had to get fitted for a mold of her body uh, so that he could saw through a mold. Right. Um, And they forgot the anti-adhesive when they put it on her. Fucking my worst nightmare. So no, they had forgotten the anti-adhesive agent that allows it to to peel off easily. So she, she was stuck in that body cast no, thank for you. like a long time while they like had to chip away at it and like oh. <laughs> piece by piece. So he said he, he, he gave her a lot of props for how well she handled like a lot of really good. Then she had to like she hang upside, upside down. down for a while. And they can only film in like 30 second increments oh. or like a minute increments or whatever um, to make sure that she wasn't getting injured in the process. And it turned out she ended up with like an inner ear problem because of it. Um, so yeah, so there was some some hardcore uh, filming stuff going on, and 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 so listen to listen to some interviews with David Howard Thornton because he goes into a lot of different stuff that had to do with the filming of this movie, uh, which was pretty interesting. Um, so then Tara gets away, right? Yeah. So she's running around the warehouse. Art pops up, wearing wearing the the upper the chesticles, half, the tits, the tits of Don. Basically, he had skinned her. And was wearing her upper half of her body and tucking his and penis. Tucking, yeah, tucking down in like uh, like like what's his name from Silence of the Lambs, like <laughs> Buffalo Bill <laughs> from Silence of the Lambs. And he has this like kind of skinny body, so he's just he's just kind of he kind of has a feminine kind of body, like like at least in the movie, like real skinny, real skinny face. He also made a so lot he, of he made a like good, more good feminine girl. movements too, yeah. and so he was he just fucking with her. Um, and then he he goes he shoots her. You know, instead of like stabbing her and having fun with her after a while, he's just like, fuck this bitch. Like, right. He shoots her. Right. What you could tell. And it was interesting because he said, um, they said that that's like the most, you could tell he wasn't enjoying that kill. That's not the one he wanted. No, he like, didn't want to just shoot her. This and he was kind of, the only time you ever see him kind of pissed off was when he was, when he had to shoot her. This, he was like just getting frustrated. This was like, this was his face. Like he goes to shoot her. He shoots her and he, he wants to shoot her again, but then the gun doesn't go off. He's out. And then his face is like, damn it, Cindy, I told you never to use my tools. Like, yeah. <laughs> like just so fucking like disappointed. Yeah. Not, father. Happy. Just, not happy. He had to just shoot her. Damn it. So then, and then he, he finds- goes, no, but then he goes to try to take a selfie. He's like, Oh yeah. Selfie time. Cause you know, if you don't post it, it didn't happen. It's true. Um, th- this guy's nuts. Yeah. yeah. And then he finds the worker, the, the other work, this worker that's in the warehouse. Right. And, and kills this guy by like graphically sawing his head off yep. and then boots it across the floor, which I liked the added touch of him, like happily booting it across Whee! the floor. He was very playful in that. He was. For when sure. does the, when does the time when he steals the porcelain baby from the, the transient woman living in the building and pretends like he's going to kill it. And she's like begging for its life. Yeah. Like, have you ever felt, have you never felt enough others touch? Can you show no mercy? <laughs> and she's got this little like, like fake doll that he's, it's petting. like a porcelain doll. <laughs> and then he just leans into her and like sucks his thumb and then like starts rocking and self soothing. So and it was creepy. really interesting scene. Uh, but I liked, I liked how he used a lot of like multiple methods of killing. Like he was, he shot, he shot, 
shot her, which was his least favorite. You could tell he tried to suffocate sod in half sharp objects, that weird cat of nine tails. Like, he had so a stick so he, with like some scissors on the end that had, no, it's with scalpels and scissors oh, scalpels and that scissors. were stuck into the chain links so that it was like this fucking wicked ass cat of nine yeah, tails. He started beating Tara with it. No, it wasn't even Tara. At that point, Tara was dead. Wasn't she? Tara was sawed in half. No, Tara, Tara had been, been, been shot. Oh, shot. Remember? I mean, she came back to life like later too. She got she, shot like in the she face. She shot a twice, whole bunch and like, she came back to life somehow. Yeah, it was really. So Tara's sister now has showed up, uh, uh, Victoria. Um, and she starts wandering around the warehouse trying to find, you know, sisters. And she runs into like Dawn's sod and half body and she, you know, Which, is freaking out. She's running around all over the place. And, and at some point, Art the Clown uh, draws her in to see her sister. Um, who's got her head like her, her brain was showing and uh, it was just a gnarly, there was just a bunch of gnarly, like gory shit going on. Um, so checking to make sure we got our time. Um, so then, then, then now we have, it's now it's just Victoria left, which I thought was one of the weaker parts of the movie was that we knew nothing about Victoria. She was just random, like Tara's sister, and she shows up, and now she's like the final girl. Well, the other no. girls are already dead. Tara's, it was Tara's sister, and we know that she's in school to be a doctor. True, true. That's and all we need to know. I guess we, I guess we do know more about her, but we don't know that we know more about right. her yet. I guess so. That's that's true. So, um, so at the 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 whole thing ends in this culmination where Arthur Clown goes outside and grabs a car like a truck drives through the warehouse door hits Victoria in the face. Um, cops show up and he is literally eating her face sitting on top of her like eating Florida man style, eating her <laughs> Florida, man, Florida man style, Florida man style, <laughs> um, starts eating her face. And then as the cops surround him, he blows his head off. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's over, right? Womp, womp. Womp, womp, game over. Um, then we cut to the corner, Right corner they're talking about the bodies coming in and all that stuff they said oh yeah this one's you know the guy who did all the murders he's in one of these bags you know so everybody leaves and it's just the corner by himself and he's like oh, i gotta find out who did this shit you know what a fucking freak you know and he unzips art the clown's bag and the lights start to flicker lights flicker everything goes crazy phone rings here's crazy chick's voice in the background and of course art sits up like jason style grabs his throat and and we cut and we scene. cut to black and then we see the movie end with victoria leaving the hospital we see her from behind there she's got a wheelchair you know they're pushing a wheelchair and then we we flash to the front of her and she's got the fucked up face we so see she's, her face. she's the she's the fucked up face chick from the beginning so the whole movie was like her backstory and showing what had happened to her um which sets up, I think, really fun for a sequel too, because she so good. she went on a murderous rampage, or killed the network chick. So hopefully, yeah. they, you know, they kind of go into her story a little bit too. Um, what fun! What good gory Such slasher good fun! fun. Um, a great freaking slasher! Like, there's no story here, or very very light story. Um, it is just slasher goodness from start to finish, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Didn't you? I did. I did. It was a good break from the three ring shit show of my life. <laughs> At least your shit show wasn't as bad as that shit show. That's very true. Perspective. That's right. It gives you perspective. You know what's funny? We were watching that that 
pretentious ass documentary of this kid. I swear this kid's probably like 23 and just, just got his, like his film. Like he's going to NYU film yeah, school. He's going to like NYU film school. Cause like everything was like, just, just soaking with like pre- pretentiousness. Apparently he didn't listen that in documentary style, you're not supposed to impose your own opinion yeah, so much. Like every movie, he's like just giving his own opinion about everything. Anyways, but what he said about Terrifier, he was like, you know, he did the same thing where he's like, yeah, it was, you know, I really, there are parts of this I really liked and blah, blah, blah. But then he was like, he, he talked about how like the, the female characters, you know, kind of gave that like feminist, like, like trope about how the female characters didn't have enough voice. And it was all about, you know, they didn't have, there was no strong characters there. And they didn't, who gives a shit? It was about Art the Clown. It That's was about was a demented about. clown. And he killed... Not about feminism. He killed all the dudes. He killed all the He chicks. killed everyone equally. He killed everybody in his path because that is what this movie was about. He it kills about you no matter killing. what identi- I what you identify as. It didn't matter. It didn't it's matter. All he about, would kill it you. It was all about just just this, this just slasher doing his thing. And it was... And doing it brilliantly. Beautiful. Like... I just, I loved it so much because I know that Freddie kind of has that humor piece to it as well, but I felt like art and his physical comedy really sold it for me. Like I wanted to watch that movie again because he made me laugh so hard. Yeah, I can't points. wait. I can't wait for the sequel. So there is a sequel coming out. Um, Damien Leon has already, I think he's already written it. Um, and they should be probably in the process of getting it going. I think it's gonna be more major studio, more big budget. And I hope that doesn't ruin it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing more Me too. of David Howard Thornton because that guy is just brilliant, amazing. And quickly going up my list of like top clowns, no doubt about for it. sure. Um, probably number two. I'm a big Pennywise fan, but which we will talk in depth about next week. Uh, but Art the Clown is probably he's probably my he's number a close two, man. second. He's a close second. So much fun with this movie. I'm glad I got to introduce it to you. Yes, thank you. Um, I watched it for the first time last year, and it made my top. I, it made my top ten of um, of 2018. That I made my top I, ten. I list. know why. Yeah, and because I, I really and I had it pretty high up too, like like fifth or sixth or something. It was it was up there. It's a solid movie. Um, so check it out, Terrifier. It's on Netflix, so you can watch it on Netflix. Uh, crazy clowns from outer space was on Amazon prime. Um, so if you have those killer clowns, killer clowns, what'd I say? Crazy clowns, crazy clowns, crazy clowns. Speaking of crazy clowns, uh, we didn't talk about insane clown posse at all. I mean, we will next it's episode. your favorite band. So I figured we'd talk about it. Oh them. God. No, it's not. <laughs> Please. Sorry, juggalos. We, we have, we don't have a lot of insane ICP love. Um, but there is a, there is a, you know, they do the clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're going to do part two uh, next week, and it's going to be all about Stephen King, all about it. Um, and so go watch it. Go watch it the first couple of nights that it comes out so that you can listen to this epi- the next episode fresh and ready to hear spoilers on, uh, on, on the second part of that movie. Do it. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, uh, yeah, stay away from the clowns. You're always trying to rush me at the end. Because you're just like I like to ramble at the you're end. You're just all right? like rambling. She's giving me like the she's giving me like the cut sign, like the hook. Because you're just you like, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. Yeah, I like no, I like to okay. chat. I like to chat with the audience. All right. I like to chat with my feardos. Like break it all down, you know? Give a loving moment. Uh, 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 uh the more you know. This whole thing moment. is a loving moment. You know, special. Special. This is my special time. 
<laughs> I'm a little hungover and I didn't get a lot of sleep. Uh, you keep using that excuse. So let's go float the river. So until next time, guys. Stay afraid. Stay very afraid. <laughs>